Welcome to another episode of Together Far Apart. This season focuses on island voices, people in island nations finding creative solutions to global challenges. My name is Laura Castellanos, and I'm a visuals and podcast producer from Santo Domingo, the capital of the Dominican Republic. In my city, all hours are rush hour. I can even remember when traffic got this chaotic. Urban congestion is one of the biggest challenges we have as a city. It affects our quality of life and impacts how we function as a society and experience life in Santo Domingo, our capital city. Luckily, there is a growing awareness among Dominicans, especially in Santo Domingo, about the need to make our cities more livable. This is an issue that really demands we search for new ways to look at the problem of urban congestion and how to tackle it. One way to do so is to think about sustainable transport. One easy, healthy, and relatively affordable option is the bicycle. We spoke to the actual councillor of the Distrito Nacional, also a non-biker, Mario Sosa. He has been one of the main promoters of the implementation of bike lanes in Santo Domingo. Me encanta caminar y pedir mi ciudad. I love walking and biking in my city and I feel that it's time to rethink how we move in Santo Domingo. I think that we first have to look at the history of the problem. How did we get here? This has been the result of public investment decisions that have prioritized cars above people. You can see it in the streets where sometimes cars have more space to go anywhere they want and people can't count on sidewalks to walk. You can see it in public transport which isn't safe, efficient nor dignified. A city is built from decisions mostly taken by the government. I think this is a good place to start. Mario is inviting us to look at this issue as the consequences of poor choices in public investments that have benefited the car over pedestrians. But what about the cultural factor? Are we seeing all the dimensions to this problem? Creo que... I think that how Santo Domingo has been culturally constructed is that pedestrians are not seen as people. We have created a culture where walking is often seen as bad, as unwanted. We can build more infrastructure, as has been discussed with bike lanes, but for that to occur, we have to build a way of living where riding a bike is a part of it. I think we will have many challenges before significant transformation can really happen. We also spoke to Jose Paliza and Laura Bogat a couple who decided to take matters into their own hands and shift the way people think about moving in the city. They are founders of Zona Bici Bike Rental and Tours, an initiative they launched in 2015 after living in Barcelona and studying environmental sustainability. We talked about bicycles as an alternative to move around the city and its impact on local tourism. Zona Bici is a company that was started in 2015 after Lara and I returned from Barcelona where we studied sustainability and strengthened our passion for bikes. We moved by bike and it was our main means of transportation. When we arrived in the Dominican Republic, we wanted to find a way to replicate this lifestyle and above all, to be able to replicate it in the city because we saw it as a solution for the whole issue of mobility here in Santo Domingo. And in this way, we decided to open a rental shop 
to promote the use of bicycles in the city. El principal propósito de fomentar el uso de la bici en la ciudad. Like Jose and Laura, people are slowly learning to appreciate the benefits of choosing the bike over the car and how fast they can move around the city, especially in rush hour. We spoke to Arisaura Salcedo, a Dominican woman part of Santo Domingo in Bici, a grassroots collective of people who move by bike in the city, and she told us why she chose the bike in the first place. La bicicleta me permite the bicycle allows me to connect with the city in a way that I cannot do from my car. The bicycle allows me to realize its beauty, lets me appreciate its landscape, birds and its people. It allows me to move and have that feeling of freedom. My bicycle allows me to do that. It allows me to fly, it allows me to laugh, it lets me greet the person next to me, the person who walks, the one who drives. It allows me to enjoy my city. Me permite disfrutar de mi ciudad. I really like that Arisaura also made us look at urban congestion as an issue that is also happening in other parts of the Dominican Republic. And she said something really interesting. Because public policy hasn't given us an alternative to moving around, we had to look for an individual solution. And that is buying a car. Ciertamente. Certainly, we must understand as a city that in order to continue growing, we must change our form of mobility. The car can no longer be the only safe option. In other words, there must be a safe transportation system. There must be ways to move around through alternative means safely. Because if not, the city is going to collapse. And if we are not already there, we are very close. This is also tied to a sense of fear especially if you're a woman living in the DR. She made us question ourselves. How long are we willing to let fear define the way we move around the city? What prevails in the city is a sense of fear, and a fairly great fear. In other words, you are afraid of going out alone, alone as a woman, and even more so at night, even riding a motorcycle. And honestly, what kind of city do you want to build? What is the kind of life you want to live? What is the kind of life you want to give to your children or your nephews? I'm not going to let my fear stop me. I'm going to make it. We also asked Mario about how the hostility of Santo Domingo's traffic impacts on people making the decision to move by bike in the city. And if he thought the bike is the solution to the problem. I always say that the bicycle is not the solution, it is part of the solution. If people are afraid to ride a bike on the street, they won't ride it. The example I always like to give is that when you invest in infrastructure, you have to ask the question, an infrastructure for whom? And now, let's listen to Jose and Laura and what they think about bikes being part of the solution. Jose and Laura also believe that the bicycle must be a part of a broader approach to promoting a healthier and safer lifestyle. Bueno, la bicicleta the bicycle is part of the solution to traffic jams. It is definitely a tool that is going to help a lot, that has a lot of potential. But the solution to the traffic issue in the city is not achieved with a magic wand or a magic bike. It is a very important public policy issue. It is a matter of infrastructure investment. It is a cultural matter. If we don't have options, if we don't have a cycling infrastructure, if we don't have decent quality public transportation, it is normal for people, for their mere dignity, that they choose to use their own vehicle. The bicycle, as such, is an ally to achieve most of the sustainable development goals. 
Here, we wanted to link that through the recreation of a bike ride through the colonial zone, you could reconnect with the bike, create awareness that you can also use it to do your daily activities, such as going to the supermarket, going to the hardware store to buy an ice cream. Through making the use of the bicycle visible, you can realize that it is a tool for change, a tool that allows you to enjoy living in the city and that opens the doors for that, for a safer, more human city and a more respectful city with the environment. So we can agree that bikes are not the sole solution to urban congestion and that without safe public transportation and safe walking and biking infrastructure, people will prefer buying a car or motorcycle to move around. How then do we promote bikes as a sustainable transport and as an alternative for moving in the city if we can agree it's not safe? How can we guarantee people's safety in the short term? We ask Mario these questions. Entonces, la seguridad tiene dos componentes. Tiene el componente de infraestructura. So security has two components, okay? The structural component, that is, a separating wall or some separating element between the motor vehicle and the bicycle. It is a priority. It is very, very important. The second important point for security is a cultural change in men. The most predominant story my friends who identify as women tell me is that they feel insecure in the street. They are fed up with being catcalled, they are tired of men calling them things, and you can see it both walking around and biking. If, as a city, we don't start demanding quality sidewalks, if we don't start demanding quality collective transportation, the decision-makers won't do it. So, we need the city to adapt and rethink itself. We have to stop thinking that the city is for the car. The vehicle fleet grows every year by an average of 5-6%. That means that in about 11 or 12 years, we will have twice as many cars as we have today. For me, the most important thing is that we think about the city as a city for people, not for cars. From what we've heard, it all comes down to cultural and social change. How can we change the way people think about the city? As Mario said, let's think about Santo Domingo as a city primarily for pedestrians, not for cars. Let's think about the possibility of making Santo Domingo more livable. On a bittersweet note, we asked Mario which actions and advances can he highlight for us that can make an impact on the urban congestion issue. He told us about the legal framework that was decreed last year for regulating the sidewalks issue. He feels proud because he thinks pedestrians are the priority in the mobility pyramid. And if sidewalks are regulated, we can plant more trees. And maybe walking can be more comfortable for people. What happened last year at the legislative level was very important. It was issued the first ordinance that regulates the use of sidewalks. Mobility always, always begins with pedestrian mobility, whether it is people walking or people who have physical or motor discapacity. So, in the mobility pyramid, the most important thing is to walk around our city. We did not have a legal framework as a city for how sidewalks should be regulated. We have it now. But how Having a legal framework doesn't guarantee change, right? It doesn't guarantee it. That is why it is so, so important that as a society, we make the transformation of our city a priority. For me, the most important project is the woodland plan. We need a city that has endemic and native trees that can provide us with shade. Why is shade so important? Because we live in a Caribbean city. It's hot here. If you have no shade in the day, no one is going to walk at noon in summer.
The Woodland Plan is one of Mario's flagship projects, and it makes sense. Remember, we live in the Caribbean. It's always hot. Having more endemic plants in the sidewalks creates a microclimate that lets people enjoy walking outside more. We asked him how the private and public sectors have responded to this plan. It has been mixed. There is a lot of reluctance to change and to think differently. And to a certain extent, that is understandable. I think there is something like fatigue and despair. I believe that the greatest catalyst for transformation at a cultural level is hope. I think we can. And Santo Domingo, although it is collapsed, it is not the worst city in Latin America. So that's why the reaction has been mixed. There is a lot of resistance to get rid of the car and to think that it is possible to move without a car in the city. This is true. Data shows that Santo Domingo is not the worst city in Latin America that suffers from urban congestion. In fact, it is one of the last in the ranks. A safer, friendlier, more peaceful city is possible. When are we going to realize that this is a priority? As soon as we do, we can demand more from our authorities. We celebrate small steps toward this ideal of the city, like Zona Bici. Not only are they changing the rules of moving in the city by popularizing bike rides, also they have impacted the whole community that lives in La Zona Colonial, both economically and socially. From the use of the bike, and since we established ourselves as the first bike rental business here in Ciudad Colonial, the colonial city has had a rebirth during the day. Little by little, we saw how Dominican families began to visit their colonial city again, to enjoy it, to take advantage of all the public space it has. It has been a snowball effect. But it doesn't end here. In 2020, Sonavisi took the plunge and opened a second store in the north coast of the Dominican Republic, in Puerto Plata. There too, the community has been impacted, and both locals and visitors are now moving by bike in this beach town. The most interesting thing has been for the local public to see that foreigners see this as something normal and fun, and that it is an inclusive option, affordable for foreigners and for locals as well. If you don't see anyone riding a bike, it's not normalized. It's not something you would do now. But when you start to have a lot of people riding bikes, it's easier for you to get excited about riding one too. What would be a final message from Jose, Laura, Mario and Arisaura? We asked them to give us a final recommendation for moving around the city in a way that is less harmful to the environment and to people's health. In general, more than 50% of the routes we take are routes that we could do by bike or even walking. What we must do is to be honest with ourselves. And before taking the car, let's evaluate and think if we really need to take the car. It's not that we're going to forget about the car, but to be critical when using it, to be part of the solution, not only to be part of the general solution, but also to save ourselves, save ourselves some time, some money, and in the long run, our health. For Laura, it is not an either-or decision, but a gradual shift in thinking. 
I would say that to start riding a bike does not mean that tomorrow you're going to leave the car at home and you're going to walk by bike. It is about you gradually changing some of your routes and doing them by bicycle, even if it's to go visit a friend. Arisaura emphasizes the pleasure of slowing down and sharing pleasant experiences with others. My final message would be, take your time, go step by step, one day at a time, do it when you feel ready, do it when you feel emotionally prepared, and the day you're going to do it, share it with a friend. Because one of the most beautiful things is not only that you can do it, but that you can also share the experience. And Mario thinks we all have a role to play in making Santo Domingo more livable. If we don't like the traffic, we can change how things are. We have to get our hands on this issue. If you are in favor of having sidewalks, if you are in favor of having sidewalks with trees, if you are in favor of having bike lanes, in favor of having decent, efficient collective transportation, let it be known, shout it, talk about it with your friends, tweet it, post it. Make yourself heard. Make it clear that a different Santo Domingo is possible, that you are tired of traffic jams. To transform our city, we all have to get involved so we can have a walkable city, a bikeable city, and where collective transportation is a solution for us to move on a daily basis. As a Dominican woman born and raised in Santo Domingo, I'm tired too because moving in the city takes too much of my time to get to places and it doesn't matter what time of the day it is anymore. Urban congestion has become a 24-7 issue. I too want a city where we can walk and that it's safe and that it's comfortable. I want a city where people are less aggressive and more compassionate and peaceful. I want a city that it's not so all over the place, designed for people first, not so car-centered, more sustainable and livable. I would like to see that people think about walking and biking as a privilege and not as something to be ashamed of. A city where cars are not a status symbol. I'm hopeful about the future. I know we can be better. And I know it can be better. The production and editing of this episode was possible thanks to Gente Brava, an independent podcast studio in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. The music you're listening to is El Merenguito, by Yacer Tejeda and Palo Tre. Island Voices is the first installment of Together Far Apart. Thanks for listening to Island Voices. I hope you visit us soon. Who knows, maybe you can come and ride a bike in my hometown, Santo Domingo. Goodbye for now, or as we say in Spanish, adios. Adios.